Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, a look at some famous car flops, plus a discussion about the Bentley Continental R. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is the Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Another edition of Free Kicks kicks off. Uh, and just uh, last week, we told you that from now on, Adam's going to be here in the studio with me. Um, <laughs> We decided to change it again, <laughs> but it, this is just a temporary thing, right? Yeah, partly my fault. I'm yeah. a, I'm away at doing a doing a coaching course this week in the beautiful part of Rockford, so we're here all week, Monday through Friday, uh, educating some coaches. So uh, this is exciting. People are getting a uh, a broadcast that is coming from not only Mount Prospect, Illinois, but also Rockford, Illinois. So we're really hitting the hot spots. We're covering the globe. <laughs> That's right. But people are tuning in to hear what's uh, what's going on in English Premier League soccer, so let's find out what's happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Last week, great uh, TV tip, Chelsea versus Liverpool. That was a great game. Did you get to see it at all? I did. I made sure I carved out the time to be able to watch that one. What a, what a great game. Um Happy about how Chelsea played, but obviously very unhappy with the result. Yeah, I thought you would be happy with it actually, because it was a it was a great effort. I thought from from the Blues, yeah, as they say. I, yeah, it was tough. I mean, it, it's it's frustrating than the fact that uh, you know we don't want to keep on saying it's a good effort, well done. Next time, you know, those are those are always kind of tough things to say to any team. Right, but it, it but Chelsea is kind of going through a little bit of a a change in terms of their style. That obviously the manager, the youngsters that they've got playing. But uh, to be fair, as as you mentioned before, and we chatted a little bit about, it was the the veterans that I thought played really well. Yes, Conte, he's a difference maker. That guy. We miss that guy so much. Yeah. I mean, when he came in. When he was on the lineup, I might get we got a chance. He's one of those players that just does everything for you, and he's so mild mannered. He'll foul somebody, looks exactly the way he looks when (laughs) he gets fouled. That's right. I mean, you would never know. Talk about the consummate professional that is Conte. He he was great, uh, and to cap it off with a a really terrific goal as well. Oh, it was a beautiful goal. And that's what I was going to say is that he. He normally is the guy that does the, you know, the grunt work and the yeah. the dirty work, you know, in terms of holding onto the ball or getting the ball back and just, you know, he's he's the kind of the glue that keeps the team together. But this time he also put put the ball in the net. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, he he did a a really nice job defensively like he does all the time running people down, stopping, you know, a lot of the counterattacks that Liverpool started to push through. But then he also should be really kind of given a lot of credit for some of those splitting passes that he makes. There was a couple of times when 
he was able to get balls in behind for for Willian and for Alonso. But then also, you know, to finish with that really terrific goal when he dribbled through three, four people, Liverpool just kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, he just stood true. off him and then he scooped it in. It was kind of a great finish. There were four Liverpool players around him when he took that shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that picture, a still picture of how when he shot it, because everybody was just watching him in the amazement, saying, "Wow, he's he's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. That's the sort of thing that usually happens to Liverpool's uh, opponents. Yeah, that, that's true. Everybody's stuck in stone, and uh, you're like, "Okay, this guy's just going to score," and he did. But you know, the problem is Liverpool just has too many weapons. I mean, you shut down Mo Salah. You, they really did shut him down. He was a non-factor in that game. Um, but, yeah. you know, there's just too many other guys. Yeah, and it, it always goes back to, I know we've chatted about this before, restarts, restarts, restarts. Yeah. I mean, two goals, both off restarts where Chelsea fell asleep. And, and Lampard in the, in the post-game conference after the match, you know, he talked a little bit about that's the difference between Liverpool and Chelsea right now. They can play with them, not a question. It's just that they can put the ball in the net when they need to. Yeah. They have that clinical finishing at times. And obviously, anytime there's a corner kick or a free kick, they put it away. Yeah, that's true. They're just so dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they're they're fun to watch. Uh, yeah. One other question I have about Chelsea before we move on is, uh, yeah, it's starting to look like uh, Pulisic is uh, going towards the end of the bench, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Frank's actually come out Lampard and said a few things about you know he's going to get his time, um, and that that's probably going to happen. I think we have to be a little bit patient. You know, as a as an American soccer fan, I think it was, you know, we were excited for him to get into the team so quickly and, and do so well. Right. Um, but then, you know, you you've got veterans. You know, William is no slouch. You know, when he no, that's was fully true. fit. That's true. I mean, I mean, the guy's been a, a a starter for Brazil for the last you know couple of World Cups. So to knock him out of the team, you know, Pulisic is going to have to do really well. But. Um, Give him time. I, I'm I'm confident uh, he's going to get better. I just hope that uh, they find some time, and especially when the games start piling up here, we're going to get into some Carabao Cup, League Cup games, FA Cup games. He'll get his time. No no question there. Yeah, that's true. When you're playing as many games as Chelsea has to play, uh, you have to use them. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, our friend Todd Schneider's favorite team, and that's uh, Aston <laughs> Villa, because. Uh, that uh, really looked like they were going to knock off Arsenal at home, which is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those games where it was I think it was going on the same time as the Chelsea match. Yeah, so it was. <laughs> we were getting the updates as the games went on. Um, but what a comeback! I mean, to to come back with with ten men, yeah, and then to be down a goal and then down another goal and then to actually go ahead at the end to score and win 3-2. I mean, give Arsenal a lot of credit. I didn't expect that, especially after their performance the previous week. So um, really, really great effort. And and I think probably Aston Villa's probably got to be pretty upset with the fact that they let one go there. Well, I think that's kind of been what's happening to them all season. They're like right in there. It looks like they're going to win. And then, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, unfortunately for Aston Villa, that kind of drops them down in the league into that bottom three. Right. And uh, even though we mentioned before, 
for the most part, the, the new, newly promoted teams have been playing well and been competing and and certainly are probably better than a couple of the, you know, some of the teams we thought were going to do in Watf- do well in, in Watford and uh, and uh, uh, other groups. So, you know, it's it, you just never know what's going to happen, but it's it's relentless. That's the thing with the Premier League. If you don't win a few games, you're going to put yourself back in that relegation zone, and then all of a sudden you're in a major battle. Yeah, the thing with Arsenal, and you know, we've talked about this previously. It, it just it, they're a different team when they're at home than when they are on the road, and they were at home, and so yeah. they, they figured out a way to make that make it happen. Right, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the the blowout. Because uh, we're talking about how Watford is in trouble, but boy, they really are in trouble. It was an eight to nothing loss. Man City lost to Norwich and said, "Yeah, that's not going to happen again." Yeah, what a, what a crazy game! I, I was actually I I left early to watch. My son had a game on Saturday, so I was driving to watch his game. The beauty of listening to now you can listen to Premier League matches on Sirius in the car, which is great. And I really enjoy listening to games actually, as just as much as I do in watching them. Um, so I was listening to the game, and it was kind of a strange thing because it was one zero, um, uh, fairly early, fifty three seconds in, I believe. <laughs> yeah, fair, really, yeah, fairly early. <laughs> it got into the car, switched it. Oh, okay, there's a goal. Okay, great. And then before you know it. They literally took five shots and scored five goals. Yeah, in the first 18 minutes of the game. Yeah, and that's how quickly it went. And all of a sudden, the game is over, done and dusted in 18 minutes. You know, when I I heard that uh, they were going to be playing uh, against Watford after they lost, I just thought to myself, oh, I would not want to be Watford. Because they they had a look in their eye at the end of that Norwich game, like, all right, this is never going to happen again. Whoever comes next, we're gonna we're gonna stomp on their faces, and that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I totally agree. I, I had a feeling. I I, I picked a, a quite a comfortable win for for Man City. Obviously, I didn't pick an eight nothing victory. Right. But uh, yeah, you just knew that they were, they were upset. They were frustrated after the Norwich result. And they were going to come out and, and, and take care of business. And like you said, that, that next team, it was always going to be very tough for them. So uh, let's talk about West Ham because West Ham is now on the cusp of being in the top four. They're tied with points. I think they're a little behind in goal differential. Uh, they they won another game. And, uh, you know, I think they're, what, in sixth place now? Yeah, they've, they've moved up. Yeah, they're right there. They were actually sitting in the top four there. Uh, for a little while and uh, doing really well but yeah uh, West Ham great start for them probably one of their better starts and if you remember they lost their first game (laughs) 5-0 against Manchester City right Uh, so yeah it's kind of kind of funny how it is they're actually in fifth they're actually in a a group of teams they're actually tied for fourth actually with Arsenal you know they're they're perennial um, you know rivals uh, so great start for West Ham. Uh, yeah, really happy with them, and uh, yeah, that'll be be a nice game to watch. So, can we talk about that? I, I think we can. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the last few weeks have been teasing that uh, um, we have some big news coming up, and Adam, I want you to tell everybody. What yeah. It is. So, so we've been you know, through a um, quite a long um, area in terms of relationship working with Chelsea with coaching education and some different things 
we've been working, uh, Illinois Youth Soccer has been working very closely with their foundation. And uh, we've been able to strike up a little bit of a relationship. Actually, we had some coaches come over over the over the convention time. We They delivered some coaching education. And in the summer, they came back. And then part of our agreement was to try and work to see if we could get some coaches and uh, and fans to maybe potentially go over and get some coaching education and watch a game. And so in November, over the Thanksgiving week, Rick, myself, and nine other souls will be heading across the pond to spend a week with Chelsea FC. Yeah, I, that's just going to be so great. I was looking over the schedule. Looks like we're going to see three games. That's right, three games uh, with the potential of maybe another one, depending on how the schedule kind of uh, all falls into place. So lots of information. We'll be able to watch the academy, see how things go on. And then um, get a tour of the stadium, which is going to be pretty cool for a lot of people who've done it. Obviously, I've, I've been there quite a few times, so right. I know the place pretty well, which is nice. Uh, but then uh, the showpiece will be the game against West Ham when we're there on that weekend. So that's going to be really good. So if so, in November, when you're watching the uh, Chelsea-West Ham game, look for uh, Adam and I out in the crowd because uh, we will be there. And we'll yeah. be bringing our, uh, our podcasting equipment along and uh, doing some interviews and 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 a couple of features that we'll be featuring in this show for throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, that's going to probably be the most exciting thing. Obviously, we're going to have to go through all the avenues, but hopefully we can grab some some nice people to be able to do an interview with occasionally too. So, and I know uh, uh, there's a lot of people there that uh, that we all know and and see and and obviously the the link with the United States with Pulisic as well, maybe yeah. we can try and figure something out there too what would then be something yeah all right so that's our exciting news uh, but now it's time to take a quick break but free kicks we'll be right back i am howard sudbury and i'm steve baskerville and on back to you our podcast we do all kinds of things like how would you describe it we do nitpicky things sometimes like how come you got headphones on and i don't because i'm the star of the show well see that's up for uh, debate and deliberation and uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word well we'll find out on the next back to you with howard sudbury and steve baskerville see ya bye back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hey, we're back with season two of And Friends. I'm Sam. I'm Tommy. And I'm Kimmy. We're going to be handing out $10,000 live on the show. So listen there on And Friends, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It only moved to a better place. Offers solicited on this promo are not viable. If you were not to, if you were not to win. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Now it's time to explain a foreign tradition. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. So uh, I watched the West Ham game, and I've seen West Ham play before, and I've always meant to ask you this, and maybe I have asked you. I don't know if you've ever answered it for me. And what the hell is the story with the bubbles? There are <laughs> bubbles everywhere at the West Ham game before or after. You know, what's, how did that start? What's that all about? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, it's a song and a chant that they basically go through. Uh, and every and, and I know you obviously as, as a, a music man yourself, you know that every club kind of has these chants. Right. Liverpool has their you, you Never Walk Alone. 
and West Ham's is I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Ah. And uh, and so that's the song that uh, they associate with. I think it's it goes back to that 1920s wow. uh, Broadway <laughs> show somewhere along those lines. Um, but what it really kind of it, it talks a little bit about with the song because I'm a forever blowing bubbles and they're always dreaming that they always think they could be better than what they actually are. <laughs> and, uh, and it never really happens. You know, there's always this dream that they're going to be a pretty good team, but you know, obviously they've, they've been definitely up and down. They've never won a league title. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes for a really great match day experience. So they sing the song kind of similar to, what happens with Liverpool before the game. Okay. And, uh, and then now what ends up happening, they start uh, throwing out the bubbles after goals are scored, and it just adds to the experience within the game. So, okay. uh, But, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, just a, it's just kind of their little niche, and uh, they talk about how pretty bubbles are flying, in the heart, flying so high they'll reach the sky, and they're all talking about their dreams and hopefully one day. West Ham will be the team that they always wanted them to be. Well, it would it's, a be like, nice. it's a bit like being a Cubs fan, I guess. You know, <laughs> you know it, it kind of is because uh, West Ham has never uh, never won any of the big any big titles, um, but they are uh, they're always there. I mean, they're in the they're in the picture. They, yeah. you know, they're usually in the top ten. Yeah, and they're they're never terrible because they you know they stay in the Premier League, but uh, yeah. So that's 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 an interesting thing. All right. So uh, again, I have to uh, give you a couple of Arlo's uh, mm. moments from this past weekend, and, and this is one of my favorites. Now he, Arlo White, is the announcer for the Premier League on NBCSN, and he has a way with words that I like to highlight. And and one of the things that he was saying during the Chelsea game, at one point, it got so quiet. He said. The pitch is so quiet, you can hear the thud of the ball against the boot. <laughs> Which I thought set the stage very nicely. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, he said uh, Matip, who is one of the defenders of uh, Liverpool, has been imperious in the air. <laughs> He's imperious in the air. So a tip to Arlo's adjectives uh, once, once more. All right, it's time now for our guest, the Premier League star. Uh, last week, you did pretty badly. I'm yeah, gonna, oh, shockingly, <laughs> shockingly. Very embarrassing. This week, you got uh, a chance again. Uh, uh, we're going to start uh, for you playing at home. I'm just giving clues to Adam about a, a star in the Premier League. And you can see if you can guess who it is before Adam does. All right, here we go. All right, he was born in Paris, France. There are a lot of French players now in the Premier League. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of them. He is 28 years old. Whew. He played 38 games for the French national team so far. Okay. He played on two consecutive Premier League champions. All right, so I'm guessing he might be a Man City player. Uh, that is incorrect. Okay. All right. He was named the Premier League Player of the Year 2016-2017. Wow. I tell you what, I'm getting worse at this. 
<laughs> we have already spoken about him during this show. His first name is Ingolo. Ingolo Conte, of course. <laughs> My goodness. How quickly I forget. And what team is does that... he play for? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. And he's only played 38 times? Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Is that what threw you off? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was on two consecutive Premier League champions, but it was two different teams. Yeah, that's true. Leicester and, and Chelsea. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it went back to back. That's absolutely right. So that's I a good one. Threw you off on that one, too. Tell you what, you've been getting me good on these ones, that's for sure. My, my, my memory is not doing too, too well. All right. So uh, last week we, uh, we chose the uh, scores of the Premier League games uh, in the NBC app uh, because we want to help you win $50,000. But more importantly, we'd like to win it ourselves. Um, and you and I, out of the five games, we both got zero correct <laughs> Great. So maybe you shouldn't be betting on our choices. Uh, yeah. But it just shows you how hard it is to guess these scores. It's really friggin' hard. Um, so we have five more games this week, and let's see if you can do a little bit better. All right? And see if I can do a little bit better. We'll start with uh, your boys, Chelsea. Another home game. This time it's against Brighton. Yep. I was actually at this game, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. They played each other. I uh, was able to get to Stamford Bridge and watch this game. Pretty comfortable win, I think. I think Chelsea's going to come back and win 2-0. to zero. Ooh, I have it as a 3-1 to one victory for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Tottenham at home against Southampton. Um, it's a tough one. Southampton is you know, a little struggling a little bit. Tottenham, same thing. Obviously, they're going through all kinds of changes there. Um, I'm going to go with... A one-one draw. Wow. Okay. I've got Tottenham two zip. Okay. Um, Everton against Man City. Wow. Everton rough game last week. Yeah. I think um, definitely things are, are not going too well. I think that the manager's under a little bit of pressure, dropping down the the standings a little bit. This is a comfortable win for Man City. I'm I'm guessing three nothing away win. Okay. I have it as a two to nothing win for Man City. Okay. Okay. Leicester against Newcastle. Yeah, same thing. I think Newcastle's struggling. We're pretty poor again. Um, Leicester is moving up. I think they're up into third place now. So yeah, they are. Good team, yeah. So I'm going to give a 2-0 a, a comfortable Leicester win. Okay, and I have it as a 3-1 to one, uh, victory. And Newcastle now in the bottom three. So they're, yeah. they are definitely struggling. All right, and then I think uh, this Man U Arsenal game could be good because it's at Manchester. Uh, both teams struggle. Uh, Man U, especially at home. Uh, I mean, uh, Arsenal on the road. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, I think Man United might come back and uh, and take care of business in this one. I think they're going to come back. Looks like Pogba's going to be back. Um, I'm going to say two-one Manchester United. And I have it as one-to-one draw. Okay. Uh, just because Manchester United just has looked terrible, and I just can't picture them scoring two. That's a, that's how bad it's been. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, they're gonna have to find a way. I mean, there was a lot of lot of stories about how much money. I mean, they spent nine hundred million dollars over the last two three years, which is an absolutely staggering amount of money <laughs> on players, and they didn't have a striker in the last game because <laughs> yeah. he went off injured. So yeah. It tells you something. That's 
That's not a good. No. It's not good. It's not. All right, so let's uh, find out why Adam is in Rockford. We have some audio for that. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So, I- I'm assuming there's a reason that you're in Rockford this week? Yeah, we're, we're here this week uh, working with um, some C-licensed candidates. So, luckily enough to work with U.S. soccer. So, they allow myself, Marek, and then James Wagenschutz as well, who came in from um, Colorado. So, us three are, are teaching the course. This is the second meeting. We, they, we did two five-day meetings for a C-licensed course. And uh, this is when they're getting assessed. Uh, so there's a little bit of nervousness around the group a little bit, but we try and calm their nerves as we go through it, as they get their assessment over the next three days. We did a little coaching in the game situation last night, which was a lot of fun. So long days, you know, we normally get done 7.30 each night, start at 9. So, uh, um, you know, pretty intense and we'll be done Friday at noon. But great, great course. Lots of good information for these budding uh, coaches. We've got 33 in our group, we and we split them up into three groups. So, um, great facility at Rockford Sports Core too. So, we have the fortunate uh, uh, ability to be able to go inside if we get a little bit of rain with that full size field. Also, we'll be on the turf tonight, so it's really a, a great setup. Okay, uh, it's time now for the weekend TV tip. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. Okay, uh, we've kind of gone over some of the games that are going on. Do you is there a, a a game that you think we just cannot miss? Yeah, I, I think you're gonna have we're gonna have to wait till Monday because that's the Monday match. Okay, uh, but I think it's gonna be a game that we're all gonna be very curious about. You know, I I picked a two one victory for Manchester United versus Arsenal, so it's that Monday afternoon game. So when everybody's uh, finished their work in the morning and they're a little. It's a little sleepy. It's the perfect time to watch a, a Premier League game. Um, so Man United Arsenal, two o'clock kickoff. It's at Old Trafford. Uh, we talked about Arsenal's woes on the road. Uh, we'll see how they do. I think it's going to be a really good game. There's a lot of other, uh, you know, possible interesting matches. The one game that I think that might be interesting might be that Sheffield United Liverpool match first thing in the morning on Saturday, but. Definitely watch out for Man United Arsenal. Full full slate of games on Saturday with only right. one game on Sunday. Okay. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of free kicks the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up hey this is tony losano with nude hippo the podcast and this week i have a special guest her name is amy records landa <laughs> it's not records <laughs> records is not your middle name <laughs> and we'll talk about the season finale of transparent on amazon prime and the next edition of nude hippo the podcast I am not nude, though. We don't know. <laughs> nude Hippo, the podcast. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. No, I like Lasana. 
This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jenkins Networks at the White House. Spotted Cows at the Spotted Cow Brewery. Cubs Funeral. David Lee Roth, Brush with Rick. And our guest, Skip Graparis. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.